first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey there, awesome listeners. It's your host, Ashley Clyde, coming at you all the way from Washington, D.C., and you're tuning in to the fantastic world of Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is a total blast because we're diving into the latest releases, Wish, Candy Cane Lane, Leo, and Trolls Band Together. But hold on to your Santa hats because we've got a special treat lined up. Exclusive interviews with the incredible cast and crew of Leo and the Santa Clauses 2 Season 2. I can't wait to spill all the behind-the-scenes secrets and insights just for you. So buckle up, folks. It's going to be an epic ride through the magic of cinema and some serious holiday cheer. To start the show off, let's talk with Kayla about Wish and Candy Cane Lane. Hey, Kayla, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ashley. Thank you. So you recently reviewed the film Candy Cane Lane. It has a lot of big celebrities in it just by looking at the trailer, for example, like Eddie Murphy. Can you tell us about how you felt about the casting in this film? I thought it was perfect, and the characters or the um, people matched the characters perfectly, and the film was perfect. Awesome. So in this movie, uh, the protagonist, Eddie Murphy, he he kind of strikes a deal with the elf to win this Christmas decorating contest, as you know. If you had an elf granting you one wish for the holidays, what would you ask for and why? I think I would ask for an opportunity to become an actress because that's what I want to be when I grow up. That's a great answer. So the chaos caused by the 12 days of Christmas coming to life, sounds it sounds hilarious. Which day um, from the movie do you think um, creates the most chaos in real life? You know what? I think it's the day where all of the... I believe they're pelicans, drop all the eggs onto (laughs) the people, and it makes huge chaos. (laughs) And I think the second day of most chaos would be the the two monkeys, I believe. They're monkeys, and they're running around, and we are trying to catch the rings to stop um, Chris, the main character, from becoming a little tiny doll. That sounds so funny. <laughs> yes. So sometimes holidays mo- holiday movies have like an underlying message. Do you think this film had a deeper message beyond the chaos that you just told us? I think it does. I really do. The message of the movie is that family is always by your side and they're there to protect you. If something's wrong, they'll be there for you. That's a great message. Yeah. And as we wrap up this lovely interview about Candy Cane Lane, can you tell us your star rating and your age recommendations for this film? My star rating of it is a five out of five stars, and I recommend it for ages five to 18 plus adults. Great. And when and where can we see this film? It's on Prime Video beginning December 1st, 2023. Amazing. And 
Now that we wrapped up this lovely interview about Candy Cane Lane, let's move on to the new Disney film, Wish, that you also reviewed. Can you tell us a little bit about what Wish is about? Wish follows a girl um, named Asha, who is the protagonist, the main character, who is Ariana DeBose, and she longs to fulfill her wish. And suddenly, this one day, her wish comes to life. And there is a little star, which is her wishing star, and she names this star, Star. And (laughs) the little star helps her fulfill her wish and make it come true. Oh, okay, awesome. So that is interesting that Asha has a star and she names it the star. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> what do you think it makes? Yes. It, it, what's interesting is from when I saw on the trailer is that star is, is not an inanimate object. He's actually, or they're actually like a unique and interesting character in the film. It does make an interesting character, yes. <laughs> yes. So in this in this movie, um, as you've described, so Asha, you know, she has to save her kingdom. What qualities do you and or did you admire most about Asha's character as she faced this challenge? You know, she's very confident and she will fight to do anything. That's a great answer. I like Asha. So my question is, how do you think the message and the theme resonates with kids? And why is that theme very important? Well, I think that a lot of people are being bullied today and they need to stand up for themselves for themselves and be confident. And they need to fulfill their wish and they need to know that it will come true and they'll find a way to get there. Great. I've actually unfortunately, actually heard a lot of people saying that this film is, I guess, not up to par with a lot of the other Disney movies this year. What, so, with... You know, um, I was going to tell you, the animation isn't as good as other films dated today, wow. but um, it's perfect with the special effects. The special effects are amazing. Although the animation, I can tell, is a little bit not quite as good as films done in today's day. That's interesting. Thank you for your intake on that. And then and then as we wrap up with everything that you've just said to us, can you give us an a star rating and an age rating for this film? Oh, I would definitely give it a five out of five stars. And I do recommend it for ages five to 18 plus adults. And when and where can we watch Wish? It opens in theaters November 22nd, 2023. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Kayla. Thank you so much, Ashley. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll listen to more awesome reviews and interviews. Stay tuned. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. 
We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and we've been listening to some great reviews and interviews. And there's more coming up right now. Hi, I'm Hanadi, reporting for Kids First. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Juan Pablo Reyes about an upcoming animated film, Wish a seasoned entertainer executive who has a significant contribution to Walt Disney Animation Studios since 2018, and noted for his work on Strange World and Encanto. Reyes actively advocates for diversity through his involvement in organizations such as LatinX and Animation and Disney LatinX Affinity Group. Let's talk with producer Juan Pablo Reyes about Wish. Okay, so I have some questions for you today. Hi. Okay, so my very first question is, Producing an animated feature is a complex process. Can you share some insights into the challenges of bringing Wish to this big screen? Well, you know, the main challenges for Wish, well, the first one is finding the story, right? Because we set out to create a movie that celebrates the 100-year anniversary of Disney. And we really wanted it to be a love letter to Disney animation. But where do you begin? So we started asking our community at the studio, like, what does Disney represent to you all? And they started to use words like hope and joy and wishing and wishing on a star. So knowing that we started to build the story on top of that, and it just from something that felt like really hard to do, it started to become joyful and exciting. And then the other thing I would say is the look of picture. As you can see in the movie, we have something that looks quite different because we're also bringing honor to the past of Disney animation through the look, looking at movies like Snow White and Pinocchio and the beautiful watercolor backgrounds that they have. But we also wanted to push it to the future. So our artists worked with our technology team to bring something fresh and new while still honoring the first movies. I absolutely love that. So you said it actually came from like asking around and people were using words like hope and wish to describe Disney. And that's how we now have wish. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So my next question is, um, collaboration is vital in the world of filmmaking. As a producer, how did you collaborate with the directors and writers to bring worse to life? And what were some unique contributions that you made? Well, we love to say that producers really are our job, 
would exist if everything ran smoothly, right? So we're there to really take anything that's distracting from the creative process away from our artists and our directors. And uh, and we're also there to 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 make sure that people are taken care of, you know. So so th- that's what producers do. Wow. Okay. So my next question is: the Wish release date is just around the corner, and sometimes people don't really know like what they're getting ready to watch. So, um, in five words or less, can you describe Wish for me? Wish is a story about human hope. That's more than five words, but... (laughs) That's okay. I love that answer. So my um, fourth question is, so how does your team feel after such hard work with Wish being around the corner? Well, you know, this is a movie that we're all incredibly proud of, and we cannot wait for everyone to watch it in the big screen and uh, celebrate with us this movie and hopefully be inspired by it. You know, like the world can be a little difficult nowadays. So we want this movie to bring hope that your wishes couldn't come true as long as you put in the work and are willing to go the distance. Oh, wow. I would have never thought of it like that. That's so cool. Okay. So my next question is animated films often have a wide reaching impact on the audience of all ages across many cultures. What makes Wish a timeless and universal story that will resonate with viewers worldwide for years? Well, you know, we always set out to make movies, as you're saying, for all audiences. And we use the words timeless and timely because we want the movies to, to feel like classic everlasting movies like you know like this is a fairy tale during the medieval times but it also brings to the forefront a character that i think young people today can relate to like asha you know she's someone that represents all of us in a way because she is fearless and is willing to go the distance to make sure that her community is taken care of i I love all these answers. This has been an amazing interview. So my next question is, how do you see the film leaving a lasting impact on animation as a whole? Well, we really truly hope that this movie pushes uh, Disney animation to the future as well. You know, well, Disney himself kept saying, keep moving forward. But uh, at the core, no matter what we do and uh, what new advances we find, story will always be first. And at the core of Disney and Disney animation, telling ideas about the human spirit. Okay, so I've heard people compare Wish with Frozen, especially in terms of like songs. So um, how do you feel about that? Or can you tell me just a little bit about that? Well, that's incredibly honor because I I look up to Frozen, you know, I think it's a marvelous film. Uh, however, we, you know, I think Wish has something quite special and unique going on for it. You know, we have in the music side, we have the incredible Julia Michaels, who uh, is a huge Disney fan and she knows music uh, well. She knows Disney music well. But she is also a contemporary artist that has written for artists like Dua Lipa and Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber and Pink and the list goes on. So having her blow every assignment that we had for her out of the water was truly amazing. You know, for me personally, it's hard to pick a favorite song. Okay, thank you so much. This has been a great interview. So um, Wish is... Wish is releasing on in theaters on November 22nd in 2023. Thank you so much for talking with me. That wraps up all my questions. I appreciate you taking the time and I hope everyone goes to watch the movie. 
I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll listen to more awesome reviews and interviews. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and we've been listening to some great reviews and interviews. And there's more coming up right now. Hey, Madeline. Hey, Ashley. I am so excited to talk with you about this new film, Leo. Can you tell us what Leo is about? So Leo is about, well, a lizard named Leo, a.k.a. Leonardo. He Leo is played by Adam Sandler. Leo is a coming is a story of a class pet that finds out that he's very close to his death. So he kind of thinks that he has to escape and he has to live his life to the fullest for the rest that he has, basically. Very interesting. And what's most interesting about this film is that Adam Sandler is in it. I the last animated film that he was in was Hotel Transylvania. How do you think Adam Sandler's voice matches up to this 74-year-old lizard? Well, he changed his voice up a little bit for Leo. He, um, It was very funny, and it fit Leo perfectly. And I was not expecting like him to voice Leo like so perfectly. It matched very well. And when we later talk with him at the red carpet, I realized that he kind of modified his voice just for that part. That's very interesting insight. That's really cool. And so my thing is, at, for the trailer, um, this is on Netflix, for the trailer that I saw, Leo seems like a very fun person for being just 74 years, for being 74 years old. If you could spend an entire day with Leo, um, what adventurous activity would you plan outside the classroom with him? Oh my goodness. Um, so Leo, I feel like he's old, but he has an adventurous spirit. So also he really wanted to go to the Everglades, I believe. So I would take him to the Everglades. I don't know. The Everglades is filled with a lot of predators, Madeline. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I have some people to protect him, but that exactly that's that's good. See, you're already prepared. (laughs) So in your opinion, excuse me, what was the most unexpected obstacle Leo um, encountered during his escape from the classroom? Um, Obviously, you don't need any spoilers, but what was something that really shocked you about this film? Oh, this is really hard to say without spoilers, but I must say I was shocked at the substitute teacher. I really hope that sentence was not a spoiler. I was shocked at the substitute teacher. <laughs> say that. Okay, leaving the panger. <laughs> so my one thing I love again uh, that this is set in Florida because I had um I was born in Florida, so. Again, the setting is a Florida school classroom, which adds a unique backdrop for an animated adventure film. So what element of that classroom setting also stood out to you? Well, I really did like the electronic um, like blackboard. So there's at one part, this kid wrote something on the on his iPad 
and it appeared behind the teacher on the blackboard on the blackboard. Sorry. And I just thought that was pretty cool. And a question that I have, because I watched the trailer that Netflix put out, this seems like a they were singing in the trailer. I'm wondering, is this a musical, Madeline? Yes, it is a musical. There is a couple songs in there. There's one in the beginning, middle, I believe, in and and every child kind of has a song of their own, and Leo has a song that he sings. I thought it was just for trailer's sake, but that's interesting. <laughs> so another aspect of this film is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, is this elementary or middle school? This is elementary. This is a last year, this is about the last year of elementary, how like everything's gonna change next year. So this is fifth grade going on to sixth, a aka middle school. Ah, and I don't know what grade level you're in in school right now, but I'm assuming that you are either in fifth or higher. You don't have to answer that. But the question for you is, do you think that this film represents the elementary school level well? Yes, and I'll, I'm in sixth grade. I think it represents the elementary like classroom, the vibe very well. Like, there's only one teacher. The entire room is kind of, like, way more decorated than um, middle school classrooms. I think it is um, very, very on point. What do you think? Um, so, Leo, you know, he must face some challenges, obviously, while exploring the outside world, outside that that classroom that he was in. What do you think was the most important lesson he learned during his escapade? Um. I think just really, it doesn't really matter how old you are. You can still have fun and you can still just love your life. I love that. And finally, what is your age rating and your star rating for this film? Well, I give Leo five out of five stars. It was amazing. And I recommend it for ages five to 12 plus adults. And when and where can we watch Leo? Well, it has come out on Netflix on November 21st, so you can watch it on Netflix, and yeah. Thank you so much, Madeline. Thank you for talking with me. I am so excited to see this film. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll listen to more awesome reviews and interviews. Stay tuned. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.com. 
kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and we've been listening to some great reviews and interviews. And there's more coming up right now. for Kids First, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to you from the premiere of the Netflix movie, Leo. This film stars some incredible talent, including Adam Sandler, Bill Burr, Alison Strong, Robert Schmigel, and Robert Marionetti, David Watchman, Coulter Ibanez, Gloria Manning, Cora Skelton, and more. Let's go talk with them. Hey, Hi. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you too, kid. I love how Leo is old and wise yet seems to have a very youthful spirit. How did you bring both elements to his character? It's a very good question. I appreciate that. Uh, well, the old thing I have down because I'm a little older, and the youthful spirit I have down because uh, I, I like those days when I was young. That, that was the best. How, how old are you? I am 11. 11? You look fantastic. I, when I was 11, I was very happy. You're very happy, I hope, right? Yes. It's a good time of life. I hope. You're, so you're just like all the kids in this movie, the fifth yeah. graders. Yeah. Uh, sixth grade. You're six, yeah. gotcha. Yes, go ahead. What else do you think? Leo provides the fifth graders with some interesting wisdom. Yes. How did you decide what he would share? Well, we just wanted to say things that we thought that fifth and sixth and fourth and kids in elementary school would relate to. Subjects they talk about and stuff that Leo um, could uh, get involved with and try to make kids feel more comfortable about life. He definitely aced that part. Thanks. What do you hope audience will take away from Leo? Fun. We want you to laugh, have a great time, hang out together, be with your friends, be with your, your parents, your grandparents, whoever you want to be with, and just uh, sit, relax, and, and have a nice time. Thank you for talking with me, you're, Mr. Sandler. You're excellent, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Did you want some more questions? Yeah. Okay. What character would you want to be in the film if you could choose? I like the drone. The drone's always there, just hanging around. He pulls stuff out of his like body, like <laughs> magic. Like, I think the drone's a pretty cool character. Adam, as the as the director of this film, what do you hope audience will, will take away? The whole family can watch the film, like from little kids who aren't even in fifth grade yet, to with your grandparents, and that you can all have a good time watching the film together. Yes, definitely. Thank you for talking with me again. You're welcome. Thank have you. Have a good day. You Thank you. Bye-bye. Which fifth grader in the film do you relate with the most? Ooh. I may have to I might have to say Eli because I was kind of an anxious kid myself. 
I didn't really have helicopter parents, but it was close. But I think I think maybe Eli, a little nervous, anxious, yeah. How did being a, both an actor and a director in the film help you with your job? How did being a what actor? Um, an actor and a director. Oh. Well, it helps with the job because animators really are actors. They're just act. They're just making other things act in, in the computer. So acting is really important and and uh, just. My advice to anybody who wants to become a director is to learn every aspect of animation of the process because then you get a picture of the whole picture and you learn all the steps and all it takes and that's really you got to just be have perseverance. Yes, totally. Last question: Leo is the class pet in this film. Did you have a class pet when you were in school? And if not, what kind of pet did you want to have? I didn't never had a class pet. I have three dogs now, and uh, we used to have cats and. Uh, my kids have had fish and other things. I had turtles when I was younger. I did have chickens also when I was younger, yeah. I had, there's an interesting story. We had uh, a science fair and somebody had done chicks. It's like how eggs, you know, chicks come from eggs. And uh, they had these chicks that they were giving away at the end of the fair. So we, I got my dad to convince uh, to be able to take two home. And uh, we had two little chicks, and they grew up to a, a hen and a rooster. And I, my dad made a coop for them, and I used to let out, let them out, and I'd chase them around the yard, and I'd catch them. And one day, I accidentally stepped on one of their feet, and I, I scraped a little, made a little boo-boo on one of the chickens' feet. And then, uh, then my, one day, my dad said, you know, we have to get rid of them because the rooster is crowing at 5 o'clock in the morning. He's waking up the whole neighborhood, so we have to get rid of them. And then I went to the butcher shop one day with my mom, and I could have sworn I saw one of the chickens in there with a with a mark on its foot that it was that looked like the one that I stepped on so I don't know maybe my parents sold it to the butcher shop I don't know may I ask what your dog's names are yes we have a German Shepherd named Scarlet we have an Australian Shepherd named Chance and a Border Collie, collie named Forrest beautiful thank you for talking with thank me thank you so much good to see you again good to see you oh I'm Paul Sato and I'm a writer on the movie okay, okay. which fifth grader in the film do you relate to the most which fifth I gotta tell you I relate to Leo the most because I'm so old you know so that's the character I really relate to the most um, I'm so old I don't even remember what I was like in fifth grade you know we were working on it I was watching like you guys to see what you guys were up to you know what I mean it's a different world too how did being sorry Leo is a class pet in the film. Did you have a class pet when you were in school? If not, what kind of pet did you want to have? I always wanted a dog, and we never had one. And uh, now I have a cat who I love. So my next movie is going to be about a cat. Squirtle is a funny, sarcastic turtle that loves to joke. How did you get in the zone to play him? How did I get in the zone to play with him? Uh, Robert Smigel. Was uh, we were doing it on Zoom. You know, been working on this for a while, so I think it was towards the end of COVID. I can't really remember, but uh, Robert Smigel and some of the other producers. But uh, Smigel just sort of made fun of me the whole time, so it was fun. That, that must have been really fun to hang out with him. As the voice of Squirtle, what do you like the most about him? I think he's a good friend, but he also has a lot of flaws like most people do so I feel like you know sometimes he has good intentions but he doesn't really express himself the way he should which I can relate to in the movie what's a joke that Squirtle said that made you laugh I don't know we recorded it a long time ago but I will say I thought it was funny when he turned into the action hero I had a lot of fun towards the end when he was gonna go save Leo
I definitely thought that scene was fun. Oh, Thank you for talking with me. Yeah. Oh, I love your character. I love when your character holds the Cheetos for her students and ends up eating them. If you were a teacher, what food would you hold for your students? Gummy bears. Gummy bears, 100%. I would hold gummy bears for my students or sour gummy worms. Both are delicious. Your character is the fifth grade definition of a perfect teacher. Did your work as a composer help you achieve the perfect sing-songy teacher voice? Oh my goodness. I would hope so. I, 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 I would hope so. Uh, did my work as a composer help? I, well, I've been singing on Broadway since I was young. That's super cool. So, and I started singing when I was about seven or eight years old. So I brought a lot of that into this, but I've also been a teaching artist as well for um, kids from 18 to younger. So I brought all of that experience into this character and I hope that it shows on screen and that people enjoy it. That is so amazing. Thank you for talking with me. Your character as of Zane as a fifth grader, so believable as, what grade are you in currently and how did you channel being a fifth grader? Uh, well, currently I'm in eighth grade, um, but when I was filming it, I was in fifth grade. So it kind of helps with that kind of sense, um, but yeah, fifth grade. Fifth grade was a great year, and yeah, it really embraces what it was like for me in fifth grade. Um, if you could be any character other than your character, who would you be? Probably the turtle. Why? Because at the beginning of the movie, it showed that um, he wasn't really liking the fact that he wasn't really getting picked over his friend. But then at the end, when he saw realized that he made uh, did the wrong mistake, it showed that he really cared for his friend because he did this whole journey where, um, like, he had to go and rescue, um, yes, Leo. So. You know, it shows that he really cared for his friend. Thanks to all the talent at today's premiere of the Netflix movie, Leo. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll listen to more awesome reviews and interviews. Stay tuned. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. 
are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and we've been listening to some great reviews and interviews. And there's more coming up right now. Hi, Kira and Tiana. Welcome back or welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi. Well, we are reviewing um, the film Trolls Band Together. This is the newest installment of this of the Trolls franchise, and I'm excited to talk with you guys about it. So my first question is for you, Kira. What is Trolls Band Together all about? It is about, so Branch, it, well, I'm not trying to spoil anything here, but Branch actually has more family members than just his grandmother, and they have to save one of his family members because the antagonists or the villains have kidnapped a certain family member. That is a great synopsis. And Tiana, how did the idea of revealing Branch's past, you know, as part of a boy band of all things, play out in this film? Like, was, uh, you know, did it add an un- unexpected dimension, like, to his character? I think it was definitely an interesting uh, take for them to put on this movie, or I guess it's been to put on this movie. I think. The, the fact that Branch is played by Justin Timberlake, who of course was part of NSYNC, um, and then them actually making him part of a boy band, I feel like that had, probably had something to do with it. But I personally love the aspect of giving Branch a family, because in the other films, he's always seen as someone who's more grouchy, you know, until Poppy comes along. But now we get to learn more about how he was the baby of the group, and how he used to be <laughs> so cool. So it adds more like death and heartfelt and relatability to his character. I totally agree. And and Kira, to you, how do you feel? Um, how do you feel about Poppy um, also having um, a past where she has a sister? How do you think? Um, how do you think that played out in the film? Was it a surprise for you? Did it add some some dimensions to Poppy's character? Yeah. So in the film like when Bridget and King Gristle are getting married she's thinking like right before they get married uh, she is thinking about like having a long lost sister and then turns out Viva is her sister exactly that's that's interesting and Tiana to Kira's point, as she just mentioned, King Gristle, as it was getting married, he, he got married in this particular right. film. How do you feel? Because this is in the trailer, so there's no spoilers. How do you feel about their wedding getting interrupted? <laughs> uh, I think that. I mean, I guess it was kind of meant to happen, I guess, is the best way I can put it. I feel like their wedding getting interrupted was something that I guess was kind of expected in a way, the way they set the movie up because 
even from the trailer, you know that the obviously even the title that the band's gonna get back together. Um, but I even love the parts where Bridget was telling um, him to like be quiet, right? Because he was trying to see all the drama going on with Branch and his brother and Poppy. So I think it was meant to happen, and I think it was a really good, funny part to add um, instead of it being a really like saddened and dramatic part. And Kira, this film and Trolls films in general are known to be musical. They're musicals. So how did you feel about the music and the soundtrack in this film? The music was really good. There, Like always, there was pop music montages from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And, there, and there's also a new song by the boy band NSYNC that Justin Timberlake was in. It's previously mentioned earlier. Which is really cool. And I want to get your opinions on this question. With you, what was your star rating and your age rating for this film? Um, I can go first. I gave it a five out of five stars. I absolutely loved the movie. Um, it was actually crazy because seeing it in the theaters, I'm going to say there was a lot of babies in there and there was a lot of crying and stuff. But even despite that, I feel like it's one of those movies that you're meant to watch with the family. So I rated, recommended it for ages 6 to 18 um, still despite that. Because even though, like I said, there was a lot of chattering kids, it was definitely a really fun, <laughs> upbeat movie with a lot of laughs. Um, even parents were singing with all the old school boy bands, uh, songs <laughs> and references. So it was amazing. I loved it. Oh, that's great. And and Kira, what was your age rating and your star rating? Uh, I gave it five to eight plus adults because some I knew some adults would be happy that a boy band that hasn't released a new song in 20 years has finally released a new song. And also I gave it four out of five stars since I thought it was a little too young for me. Okay, interesting. And Tiana, when and where can we see this film? And so you can watch this film in theaters now. Um, like I said, definitely a movie for the family. So make sure to go see it. I'm 13 and I loved it. So definitely go see it. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you again, Kira and Tiana, for joining me on the show to talk about Trolls Band Together. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll listen to more awesome reviews and interviews. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and we've been listening to some great reviews and interviews. And there's more coming up right now. Well, let's welcome Hanadi to the show. How are you, Hanadi? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Well, we are here to talk about the Santa Clauses Season 2. So first, before we go into our our interview and our conversation. Can you just tell us a little synopsis of just about what this show um, is about? Yeah, so the show features um, Santa Claus's real family and they're navigating just through him being Santa Claus. Oh, that's so interesting. And and what I love too is that this is a, a spinoff of the 
the other classic Santa Claus movies. And what's also a very exciting thing that I want to touch on is that you got to interview Tim Allen, the star of... Yes, I know that's so exciting when I uh, when I heard about it. So I just want to know your initial reaction with meeting him. You know, it was really, really fun. I tried my best to stay calm and focus on my questions, but <laughs> I was very excited because it was just a really cool opportunity to be able to talk to someone that famous. But my main reaction was like, whoa, I get to interview this big person. But during the interview, I tried my best to keep calm because I knew if I got too excited, I would set her over some questions. <laughs> that is so cool. And what was the most surprising thing you learned about the making of this this new show during your interviews with the cast? So the most surprising thing was probably like about like when we do these interviews, um, we oftentimes like get shocked about like how certain people like work these characters. So it was really cool to hear how like some of these really big actors got to put together these characters and what they thought of their characters personally and how they sort of acted out in the film and like off screen relationships. That was probably the coolest thing. That's pretty cool. So you not only interviewed Tim Allen, but you also interviewed Elizabeth Allen Dick. How was it like meeting Elizabeth as well? It was really, really cool. I really liked her character. So it was really cool just to like talk to them in person. Both of them together was really cool. I got to ask some really cool questions about their characters. I got to know a little bit more about the show from behind the scenes. So overall, it was just a really cool experience interviewing both of them. And speaking of behind the scenes, did um, any of them, any of the cast members share a behind the scenes story or maybe a funny incident that didn't make it into your review, but was memorable to you? Yes, it was really cool. So um, one of the um, people I interviewed from the show, his name was Gabriel. He also goes by like Fluffy um, Iglesias. And he talked about like, I knew it, but it was really cool just to hear it. He talked about how like, the entire set, which is Christmas Wonderland, which is what you expected. But it was really cool hearing it from like the actor's point of view. It was just like he was talking about how there were like Christmas trees everywhere and how it literally felt like winter wonderland and how it was really cool to just be able to see that every day. So that was probably one of like the coolest stories I heard. That's great. And do you think any of the characters that you interview, do you think that they channel any of their their roles in real life? Or are they complete opposites? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think that some of the characters takes like bits and pieces from their characters. Like, um, for example, like um, Mr. Fluffy. Um, I think that like his character has like a fun personality and loves Christmas. And I think that Mr. Fluffy had like a nice and calm personality. So I think they take like bits and pieces. Very interesting. And as a Kids First film critic, what's your favorite part about being able to not only watch, but also interview um, interview the celebrities that work on these films? My favorite part is definitely just like having the opportunities just to talk to like these famous celebrities and just get insights into like their everyday life and to be able to really learn more about our favorite celebrities. Because when you see them on these big screens, you just know them for their character and their name, but you don't ever really get to see like the behind the scenes parts or you get to talk with them about like their true personality and some of their favorite parts about the film. So probably my favorite part is just being able to 
learn more about our favorite celebrities and just have the opportunity to talk to them. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Hanadi. Yeah, thank you. This has been an amazing conversation. And now let's roll into your other conversations with the cast and crew of Santa Claus's season two. Sounds great. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll listen to more awesome reviews and interviews. Stay tuned. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C. We are wrapping up our show with Hanadi with her exclusive interview with the cast of the new Santa Claus's Season 2. Hi, I'm Hanadi reporting for Kids First. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Tim Allen and Elizabeth Allen Dick about season two of Disney's The Santa Clauses. This dynamic duo reunites on screen as Scott Calvin, AKA Santa, and Sandra Calvin Claus, bringing festive joy and familiar warmth to the North Pole. Tim Allen, celebrated for his award-winning career in acting and comedy, embodies the iconic role of Santa Claus. While Elizabeth Allen Dick continues to enchant the audiences as Santa's teenage daughter, Sandra. Okay, so my first question is for Mr. Allen. With the second season of exploring of exploring Scott Calvin's continued journey as Santa Claus, what new challenges does he face in passing on the same legacy? Well, I have to do a job. It's still a matter of doing the job at the North Pole at the same time as managing being a dad because the kids are there. And then it's always something. Isn't it? It's always something. I also have to deal with Magnus Antus, mispronounced, mispronounced as Mad Santa. Another episode in the elves, 800 to 900 year old small humans or small elves 
they have a different way of doing things and they like to protect Santa and push Santa around. So it's all, I have to kind of balance a lot of things. Okay. So my next question is for Miss Elizabeth. Sharing the screen with your dad in the Santa Clauses adds a unique dynamic. How does your real life relationship with your dad influence your on-screen chemistry? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Honestly, I think it influences it for the better, like most of the time, because a lot of the time when we were shooting, I had to kind of, I mean, not had to, but it was cool because I was able to not act like myself, but use some of the stuff that happens, you know, when I'm just having a conversation with my dad at home, I was kind of able to do that in a scene, you know, I was able to, because I play a character that's very similar to my age, and then I'm talking to my dad, it's like, oh, it's easy, but um I also feel like at times it was harder because if my character was mad, there's some scenes where I get really mad or I'm just very, you know, I do not want to talk to my dad and I'm like, oh, like, no, you don't understand. It was hard at times because I was like, oh, I'm being so mean. Like, I don't, but I think the the really sentimental moments were a lot of fun to shoot. So sometimes you can take like real life conversations and apply it to your character. And sometimes it'd be hard because you would have to get mad. Exactly. Yep. Spot on. <laughs> so my next question is for Mr. Allen. As an executive producer for this show, how do you balance your creative input with the collaborative efforts of the production team? It, it means stepping back. And I call it uh, POV or point of view. Sometimes I, I have to stand back, even with the, the costume on. And I said, where where does this land? So I have some place to, to put my foot Foot down, meaning that I always like things to have some sort of organic quality to it. And it took a lot of me resting and looking out. And all I do is look at the big picture, you know, and literally it involves se several layers. How, how, how is the production crew being taken care of first off? How are they all working? Because without them working well, none of what we do on the camera works well. And then sometimes it was very very daunting because i'd get out of my character and then i got to get in this red suit and actually be santa claus so that's a good question and it's a, a layered answer so it was a great answer so my next question is for miss elizabeth how does the series capture the spirit of christmas for you i love christmas so shooting this was just so much fun but i feel like every like every one of my favorite aspects of christmas was portrayed in the series like shooting it in march was kind of weird cuz you're like <laughs> okay it's like we you know christmas passed and now you're like it's springtime and you're like oh well i guess we're doing christmas again which was great for me cuz it's my favorite holiday um but every single day there was something that i was like oh like i can't wait for it to come out and it's going to be christmas and um but yeah i feel like there were so many amazing parts of it that just kind of made me so happy because it was like, oh, there's Christmas trees and there's, I'm in the North Pole. And it's like, so yeah, it was amazing. It's like wherever you looked, you just saw Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> so my last question is for Mr. Allen. From home improvements to Toy Story and everything in between, you create characters and leave an incredible mark. What's your secret for creating constantly iconic, iconic characters? It's all about... The writer, the director, and who shoots it. I'll give them that. And certainly about the words that put it down there. I believe that I have been graced with characters that have a sense of humor about themselves and are very flawed, much like myself. <laughs> and I'm able to express that. And because of that, I can get rise above myself. And I said, in all these characters, 
I applaud that, that they, they find their way to arise above the natural failings of being a human being. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the newest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.